Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amber Lee Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have a very lovely guest today. Her name is Dana Child. She's an author, intuitive energy healer, and educator. She helps individuals and couples emotionally evolve and claim their specialness. Her specialness is her ability to hear truths, bring to light buried emotions, communicate with invisible realms, and aid people in releasing what weighs them down the most. Her book, which I'm obsessed with, Chakras, Mm -hmm. Food, and You, is a revolutionary approach that customizes health assessments based on the chakras, which we all love. And I'm so pumped to hear about how our energy systems and our physical bodies are really united on this deeper level. So welcome to the show. Dina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And just to clarify, I definitely didn't write the book on my own. It is co-authored with a phenomenal healer, um, Cindy Dale, who is an incredible intuitive and energy healer and is a pioneer in the chakra world, actually. Okay. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Okay. Yay. So tell us what you are most excited about today. Today, I am most excited about the sunshine being out. (laughs) Sounds so simple, but it's such a big deal. It really makes such a difference in the vibration. The second I wake up, it's if the sun's out, the vibes are up. Yep. (laughs) So true. Uh, Okay. Today I'm excited because I, I woke up really early early for me, which is 7am. I'm like, wow, who am I? Look at me. Um, but I had an energy clearing with George Lizos. So if you haven't heard of George Lizos, you need to check him out. Um, but he told me on this reading that I'm going to manifest the house that I want. And he like totally was the first thing he said. He's like, are you like wanting to like move like into a big house? I was like, yes. He's like, okay, yeah, that's going to happen very soon. I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, that's really exciting. I'm like, that's my number one thing on my list. So pumped manifesting it here for it. Super. Yes. Um, and I'm going to, I'll go with my chakra shout out. Cause it's just to George Lizelle's because he, uh, not only was that an amazing part of my reading, um, but I've worked with him many, many times. Um, I've sent so many people to him and he, the, the reading that I do with him is called a psychic clearing. So we'll link everyone in the show notes, but so essentially what he does is he goes through your chakras. So he goes through like the seven main chakras and then he goes through, you know, the upper chakras all the way to the stellar gateway and, um, and the lower chakras and yeah, it's our, sorry, the, um, stellar gateway and all the way up to, Oh God, like all of them. We're, we basically went to the 12th dimension guys. Um, so and he basically tells you all the things that are blocked and then clears them from like a cognitive stance and from an energetic stance. So uh, it was super, super powerful. So we'll link you guys to that in the show notes. Oh, and we also talk about Real Housewives because he watches. Um, so there's an extra added little flair to our sessions together. Um, who would you like to shout out today? I would love to shout out to actually my co-author, Cindy, just that we've created a book that can help people and 
shift their lives and shift their health. And just the, the working on it with her was, was a joy and she's a bright light in the world for sure. So definitely to Cindy Dale. What's her Instagram? Do you know? You know, I think it may be Cindy Dale Energy and Cindy is C-Y okay. in D-I. Okay. Cindy with a Y. Okay. We're going to link everyone in yes. the show notes. Amazing. Okay. Let's dive into our fun rapid fire questions. What is your morning ritual? My morning ritual is to put my, this may not be the best thing, but put my dog in the bed with me. That is <laughs> so the best have, thing. <laughs> we, have, we have our morning cuddle time. And then I lay and um, while laying and just letting her snuggle in, I do a little bit of just closing my eyes and do a deep meditation and setting the intent for the day. And, and then after that, I will listen to an online audiobook. just whatever it is. Like if it's a day where I'm looking for, you know, just mystery and entertainment, or if it's a day when I'm looking for some kind of self-care and a spiritual message. So I really just have a, a slew of books in that library. And I just choose which one I need for the day to listen to at least 10 to 30 minutes of love that. And then up and Adam. And then, yeah. And then pretty much it's up and at them. Most mornings I do tend to try to connect with my neighbor. Um, so if we have time to sit outside and chat for a bit, we do that. You know, if not, then it's, it's basically up and at them up to work. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. Like a little, like how you, it's so nice that you have such a nice relationship with your neighbor. Yeah. We chat every day. Oh, I love that. What a yeah, like so sweet synchronistic, like way to connect with someone like, mm -hmm. Amazing. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? My favorite crystal of the moment, honestly, like what comes to mind is selenite. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just because it's so self-clearing and that's a little bit of what we're all needing right now. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, we are so, right. So I think that's what's resonating. Amazing. What is an autumn indulgence that you're going to be partaking in over the next few months? An autumn indulgence. I honestly do not let myself indulge in a lot of things. <laughs> I think in your bio that you're all about the hot chocolates. I, well, interestingly, that's what just came to mind. So I am not doing any kind of sugars or any kind of sweeteners at all. Oh so probably it will be some kind of an adaptogenic cacao put in coconut or almond milk. Ooh. That's probably going to be my indulgence. I have a, uh, I can't even think of how to pronounce the brand, but I have, uh, it's like Amin Mudri or something. Amin Mudri. Have you heard of that? Brand? I have not. They have like the best branding too. Yeah. It's Amin, uh, sorry. No, I'm saying it wrong. It's Anima Mundi. Apocalypse. I do know that brand. I have yeah. their, um, their tea that gives you visions. I can't remember oh, the name of yes, I have that one too. Yeah. I have I that. I love that one. They have a really amazing like mushroom because uh, it reminds me of, of hot chocolate when I have it. It's like a coconutty mushroom elixir. Um, and it's, I think like reishi or not reishi, I don't know, some kind of adaptogen situation, but they're really good. But I will so, look into that. Thanks for that. Yeah, they've got some really good. And then I also got from them, it's like a rose powder and you can froth it with your oat milk or whatever. And it's like this pink, beautiful foam to put on top. It's from roses. It's yeah, it's made with roses. Okay. Well, so this is so synchronistic because this morning I was just reading all about the healing properties of roses. 
and and how you can actually chew the leaves. I wouldn't because of like chemicals and pesticides these days, but that that the ancient Persian culture would use that for a lot of the building healing properties that it had for the body. Oh, okay. So this is the sign. You know, so, I know. I was thinking to myself, how do I get rose? Like, well, how do people? So now I know. Now you know. There you go. Okay. What is your sun, moon, and rising? My sun is um, Libra. My rising is Sagittarius. And my moon, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, love them both. I'm a Sag moon. So that's like the fiery, you know, do you find that you're a little fiery? Uh, yes, most <laughs> definitely. Especially with things that I really care about or I'm passionate about. Love it. Okay. So I want to know about your awakening and when you really turn this magic into your life's work. So it's a, it's actually a fascinating story. I was a corporate banker mm. and I was in the finance world, moved into mortgages. And while there, it was such a difficult environment to manage. It was very sexist. Um, and I turned to yoga to really just find my own foundation and to come into myself and to just help cope with stress. In that process of yoga, I got so into it that I was moved and guided to take yoga teacher training. And during this time, I was making a lot of bad life decisions. <laughs> so, you know, being in relationships with people I shouldn't be in relationship with, my whole marriage had fallen apart and my grandfather had died and just everything seemed to be coming apart at the seams, including myself. And it felt like a major breakdown, which I think is often what our spiritual awakenings feel like. I thought that I was losing my mind. In the yoga teacher training, they really taught uh, meditation and they taught the chakras and they taught, which I had been introduced to years before. I was, I took a chakra class in my early twenties and I just thought it was normal to see things around people and to know things about them. I didn't think about it. I just thought that that was how everyone did it. So then through this 10 years later of going through this yoga journey, um, things really opened up to the point where I would look around my home in which I was living by myself and I would see shadow figures and dead people and I didn't know who they were. And I was super confused and reached out to find someone who could help me understand what was happening and no one knew of anyone, no one would respond. And I was getting more and more unhappy at work where my leadership team was actually telling me, you know, you don't fit here, you should leave. <laughs> Like really hard, right? It was just really harsh. And I was so sad and depressed. I couldn't keep weight on. I didn't feel good. And I just jotted down a list of 10 things that I could do instead of what I was doing. And the last thing on that list was to sell everything I owned, pack a backpack and buy a one-way ticket to India and just travel the world. Wow. And when I read those to my dad, because he's been my foundational support, you know, most of my life. And so I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm really miserable. And I read those things to my dad. And, and when I got to the last one, he said, well, your eyes lit up when you said that. And I said, yeah, but I'm, you know, and I'm 32 and, and I have everything people think they want, the high paying job, the car, the house, the dog, the picket fence, you know, all of it. And he said, yeah. And how happy are you? You know, what you have are just things you can buy back the things later. If you want them back, you should go travel. And that's what I did. I sold everything I owned. I packed a backpack and I traveled the world for about a year and a half, concentrating in Southeast Asia and Australia. And along that way, I tuned into whatever I felt attracted and pulled to. 
So I took classes in massage and Thai yoga and crystal healing and Reiki and, you know, everything I could think of. And I really loved Reiki. I loved the feeling of moving energy. Um, I learned all about crystals and EFT and tapping and past life regression. And when I landed in Bali, there was a woman that I connected with because I wanted to do some orphanage refugee kind of work. And so when I connected with her, she had an interview set up, but, but this person was training with someone who was a medium. And she said, you should come since you're interested. And when I went, he, this man who was the trainer, it's like a 60 year old retired boxing coach and truck driver from England. And he read me in a way where it was something I'd always wanted to believe in, but never could, you know, it's just, this was proof. There's no way this man could have known these things. And that sealed it. And then later um, he said, you're supposed to be studying with me, just come back and we're going to open you up. And that is what happened. So by the time I left Bali, um, you know, five months later, I was knowing who I was seeing. I was communicating with the deceased. I was meditating regularly, getting information, moving energy. So he really blew me open and I didn't plan on doing it for a living here. But when I came back to the States just to visit my family and my friends, a friend asked me to show what I had learned and I did. And then he was like, this is amazing. My friend would like this. And before I knew it, I just had clientele and I thought, okay, it's a pretty clear sign from spirit that this is what I'll be doing. And there you have it. So in 2011, my business launched and within two years, I had to close my books because I had a, a waiting list. Wow. So you were doing like mediumship and healing? Like Reiki? Yep, I was doing mediumship and healing. And it's I, what I do isn't really Reiki. I never really, while I loved learning that, it's I do more of intuitive energy healing. Yeah. And so I was doing that self-talk, but the mediumship, obviously, I was really well trained in. Yeah. And the mediumship is what built my business so fast. I have since retired from mediumship, but the energy healing is what I do now full time. Wow. That's amazing. And so you're doing, so you offer, do you still do like the one-off sessions? I know you do like workshops and I do. I'm releasing within the next month. I'm releasing, I've closed my books for a period of time so I can revamp my business. So I'm super excited about offering different tiers of support. And that's what I'll be offering in the next month. So there'll be a platinum level of support with daily energy support and sessions. There'll be um, a, a, you know, a 10 month kind of monthly meeting sessions there'll be a seasonal and then what's left, if there's time left over, then those appointments will be open to the general public. And I do every month or every other month do large group healings that are super powerful. Um, and those are just open to, you know, public. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Love this. And then you also do some writing. I know you said that you write for Google. I do. I do articles for Goop and other outlets. And I, you know, this, obviously this book with Cindy and I'm working on another book, a follow-up, um, not about chakras, more about just an energy healing personal journey. So I'm working on that and I love to write. I do blogs. So I try to put out blogs every month about different energy topics and chakras. There's a whole slew on my website of articles about chakras and chakra gifts. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I enjoy writing, but it's one of those, I hate it and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it, but I can't not do it. <laughs> I hate when there's a deadline. I want to do it when I want to do it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's dive into the book because hmm. it's so freaking interesting. Can you just tell us like the premise of the book? And then after I want to kind of dive into the different, uh, the different kind of types. 
Absolutely. So the premise of the book is what Cindy and I, when we came together, we figured out like, hey, we're seeing kind of the similar things in our clients and we're figuring out if we can know their strongest, where they lead from and their chakras. Because I think a lot of practitioners think, oh, your chakras should all be balanced with each other. And that is not what we find to be the most suitable for claiming and, and attaining life purpose. So, so when you have, you know, you're given chakras and they all have different strengths. And so we found when we can identify what that the strength is for their chakras, which chakra should really be the strongest, then they can not only choose like, oh, this lines up better with my life path, with what I want to do, with my passions, with my healing gifts, with my intuitive gifts, but also there's a way to support the endocrine glands because every chakra is tied to an endocrine gland. It's very physical. And so there's a way to support the body that claims optimal health when you know and understand yourself. So with the chakra book that we have, you basically take a quiz and this quiz tells you what your strongest chakra or strongest chakras are. And then you go through and you, you know, you read about those different types and you say, okay, well, based on this type that I'm my strongest or based on this type that I most identify with, even though it didn't test as my strongest, here's the optimal way to feed and treat my body. Here's my cool intuitive gift. Here's a way to develop it. Here's how I should be really, you know, shopping for groceries and dining out and meditating and exercising. So it's almost like this customizable plan. You take the quiz and then you kind of customize what you want your optimal chakra map to look like. Okay. I love that. And with the quiz, I feel like I remember that I was two different ones. I can't remember what they were, but you can kind of have like a few different, most powerful chakras, right? Yeah. Most people tend to have a couple of really yeah. strong ones. Some people, like when I, when I took the test after I wrote it, right. Cause I took it, I wrote the test and I was like, okay, I got it. Now I got to see what I am. But I knew I'm an eighth chakra person, which is the chakra, right. That's above the head. And that is a shot, the mystic or the shaman. So it's the healer. And the tricky thing about being that chakra is that all of your chakras are really strong. Mm-hmm. And so you have to choose which one you want to feed, you know, which endocrine gland you want to balance, but there are lots of types. Do you want me to run through the types? Okay. So maybe, you know, some of the readers can find themselves in these types as I talk. And if they wanted a shortcut, you know, if they don't have the book in front of them, they can go to chakrasfoodandyou.com. And we have the types, little blips about the types listed out there as well. So that if we start with the bottom and I don't know if you kind of, cause I know you're a chakra girl, but do you really subscribe to the seven chakra type or the 12 chakras? I teach the seven for the most part. Um, but I've in the last like year or so in some of my offerings been sharing more about the 12. Okay. I just didn't want to stun anyone when we have some out of body chakras coming up here. So yeah, we use um, Cindy's 12 chakra system and the root chakra, that's the manifester. So that's the, the like I'm going to mover. I'm a shaker. I'm a goer. I'm a doer. I'm going to get things done. I don't want to be still. And when I am still, I'm probably going to fall asleep wherever I've sat down. (laughs) Right. And of course that's the adrenals. The adrenals need to be um, loved up. And then you move up the system. So you've got the creator. That's the second chakra. That's the feeler. That's the person who, Oh, I don't want to get out of bed and do anything because I need to process my emotions. Right. Everything feels, those are your artists, your creators, your drawers, your dancers, your innovators, And that is really tied into the um, testes or ovaries for endocrine gland to be balanced. But those are your, your deep feelers. And then you've got the thinkers. That's the third chakra. 
And the thinkers are just that. They're in their head a lot. They're analyzing. They're aggregating data. They want to look at things. They like things to kind of be super, super balanced. They're all about balance. And they really have to lean into their pancreas, right? They have to take care of that pancreas to, to help all their digestive organs, since that's the space where it sits. They're very mental, um, but the cool gift of the thinker is the mental empathy where you can kind of read someone's mind and know what they want, which is pretty, pretty cool. And then you move up into the heart and that's the relator, right? That's the, that's the lover. That's the person who wants to connect to everyone who's really socially oriented. And it's when you walk into a room, you know, who likes who and who's really sleeping with who <laughs> that may not be talking about it. Who has a crush on who, you know, where your where, you know, where your heart is and you can really be susceptible to codependency in there if you're not careful. So that the relator obviously is connected into the heart, so the endocrine gland of the heart. And then you move up into the throat and you've got your communicator. So these are the people who want to read, write, and speak. Right? And then they want to learn. So they're avid, avid learners as well. Readers, writers, speakers, they're listening to podcasts, they're watching documentaries, they're more apt to go for a walk if they have something in their ears like music or a podcast. You know, they really love all of that learning and teaching, and they're obviously supporting their thyroid gland. And then you've got the visualizer. And so when you're the visualizer, you're coming from your sixth chakra, your third eye, and it's just that you are the seer. So you can see a grand vision for how things should be. You're a great strategy maker, but you can also see the aesthetic details. So you might be, you know, a designer or you plate food really well. That can be that visual focus. And they're, they're looking at working with their pituitary gland. When you move up to the seventh, the top of the head, you've got your spiritualist. So that's the person who's looking for God, right? Or looking for oneness, looking for connection. Um, I want to meditate. I want to, I want to be spiritual. I want to learn spiritual things. I want to read spiritual books. I want to learn all about higher prayers and, or higher powers and different prayers and contemplate the universe. Um, that's your spiritualist. That's going to be the pineal gland for that one. And then you get right above the head, two feet, you get the mystic. That's the shaman. That's the healer. That's the one who can travel all realms, connect to all beings. They have all the chakra gifts. They tend to be really powerful. And as shamans and in mystics, they can align with love or power or both. So it's like, right? The, both the light and the dark aspects or both of them together, which combines to make a really, really powerful healer. And that eighth chakra, you're looking at the thymus, which sits in the high heart. And the thymus, much like the mystic, isn't fully understood by science yet, but I do feel like over the next coming years, they'll find more information about it because a lot of people think it stops act, acting, right? Or working really in your teenage years. And I just, I don't think that's maybe accurate, but I don't know. And then you move up into the harmonizer and this is the ninth chakra. And this is where you're an activist. You're looking at causes. You know, you may not want to go run a 5k, but if it's for autism, you'll do it right. Or if it's for wounded animals in the shelter, you will absolutely show up. So you're looking to make a difference. You're looking to help that cause. And that is tied into the diaphragm, which interestingly enough is um, the endocrine organ. And then you go below the feet and that two feet below where we connect into like our ancestors, our bones, our heritage, that deep part of our DNA, that's the naturalist. So that's the person who's going to be all about their environment in terms of, you know, the natural of it. They want to be outside. These are your hikers, your campers, your environmental activists. They're going to sit right in that spot of the naturalist. 
Mm-hmm. And then that connects into the bones because think about it. We hold, you know, in our bones, at our bone marrow, we're holding all that ancient information of the people we came from. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. And then we go to the 11th chakra, which that's the soles of the hand and the palms of the feet. And that's where we find our commanders. And this is really, instead of a pinpointed chakra place, it's more of a band around the body. And the color is pink. And I don't know why I felt like saying that, but the color is pink. And this is where it's like the wizardry kind of comes in where we're like, okay, I want the sun to come out. I want the tornado to move from this line of path to this line of path. I want to command the hurricanes and the oceans and have them be sent away from the coast rather than to the coast. And they're the leaders they're the natural born leaders of, you know, they're kind of like the boss usually, and they have a really easy time with leadership. Oh, and that connected is connected into fascia, the, the sort of tissue that connects all of our muscles and joints and um, everything in our body goes through our organs as well. And so those are the 11 different types. And then of course there is the 12th chakra, which is that film around the body. And that 12th chakra is really individual for every person. And it holds a different special gift for every individual. So magical. I think I'm, yeah. I'm like a combination part visualizer. And what was the wizardry one? The 11th. The wizardry one? is the commander. Yeah. There's a combo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That was so thorough. Thank you so much. I, do the people that are like in the higher chakras, I feel like sometimes when I'm like really like out to lunch, like really in the 12th dimension, mm-hmm. doing a lot of work up there, that I feel like I start to like my body starts to crave denser, heavier foods to kind of like bring me back down. Is that a thing? Yeah, to balance. And I think that you're you're aware of it. Well, I think it will be more normal. You're aware of it because you're tuned into your body. A lot of people who play in those higher chakras a whole lot 
aren't always as tuned into their body. They tend to ignore the lower ones. You know, the lower chakras can get a bad rap in the chakra world. And they're so necessary. So much power comes from them. So if we're playing in the higher realms, our body is going to be telling us our lower chakras are like, Hey, we need to be, you know, paid attention to here so that you don't float away. Yes. I totally find that hundred percent. Uh, with the, like people want to jump ahead to the higher chakras. Like they're like, I want to open my third eye. I want to open my crown. I want to, you know, go up there. And I'm like, well, you can't really get there if you're not working on the lower ones, even though the lower ones are where all the grit is living. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, I look at it and think about it like the foundation. So if you're going to go up and play in the sixth and seventh chakra, I'm going to open your third eye and you don't have a solid foundation for your first, second, third, like in the body, then you're going to get really distorted information or you're going to, you're going to misinterpret it. So it's, it's just not accurate. We really want to work the system so that our whole foundation is supportive and strong. Yes. So once we know our type, what do we do? Is there like, it's like, okay, this is our shopping process. This is our like eating schedule. What are the kind of things that we can So when you know your type, you flip to that chapter and read that type, right? And in the chapter, it's going to tell you like, here's how to eat. Here's how to feed that endocrine gland. And we give pitfalls, right? So if, if you think about the, the, um, creator type, that's the second chakra type, the feeler. Well, they're going to really crave carbs when they're not feeling good. They're going to eat sort of poorly for themselves. They're not going to give themselves nutrients. And yet when they feel good and and great, they may crave healthy foods or they still may not crave healthy foods. Mm -hmm. And so we give them, you know, tips to like, Hey, watch out for these pitfalls, watch out for these cravings, have a plan in place. You know, when you're not feeling well, have some food prepped in the freezer you can pull out so that you just can eat healthy, even when you don't feel like it. So yeah. And it gives you all the eating tips and then it goes into your sort of personality. This is what I love about the book really even more so than the food part is the personality part. So we're telling you all like what motivates you, you know, what your fear is, what your emotional struggle may be, you know, what, you know, what your color is, what your adrenal gland is, but all these little tips that put together a full profile of personality that can then be supported with the food choices. So it's like, how does your personality you know, detonate your food plan? (laughs) How does your energy type just blow it all up? And then we go into dining out and grocery shopping, of course, but meditation and spiritual practices as well. You know, the first chakra person, the manifester is not going to want to sit down and meditate. They are not going to be successful. They're going to get really frustrated. They're going to think they're just bad at spirituality, right? Or not doing something right. And in reality, what they need, that first chakra person who's go, 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 they just need a walking meditation or writing on their lawnmower and meditating or washing the dishes and meditating, some kind of movement. So we kind of normalize what we hear our clients struggle with. Like, I feel less than because I don't meditate. It's like, well, how are you being mindful? That's your meditation. So we get permission in there. And then we talk about for each type, what their special psychic or intuitive tool is gift is and we walk you through the process of how to open and use that gift and tool and while we open the utilization or we we talk about food you can use it for anything I love that so I'm curious like how much the color of the foods is important I know like they say eat oranges for your sacral chakra and things like that like yeah okay this may be a little controversial 
Yeah. Um, I just think that's kind of crap, not total crap. <laughs> um, oh, as we're talking, little butterflies trying to fly in my window. So cute. Uh, we're pulling in some good energies, yes. but I, I do. I think it's kind of crap because while colors, yes, the foods can hold energies. I do believe that our endocrine gland needs to come first, our actual physical body. Right. And while we go, oh, I'm a heart person. I need to eat tons of broccoli. You know, you may have thyroid issues where you really shouldn't be eating a lot of cruciferous. It's so, not one size fits all. It's just, it's just not, you know, it's, it's not one size fits all. And I think while sometimes it can hit a quick mark, you know, if we know it's a food we tolerate and it's the right color for what we're looking to serve. I love blueberries. I do pretty well with small amounts of blueberries. And so if I'm going to teach a big class and I want a quick snack, then yeah, I'll probably go for a blueberry because it's blue and it does support that, that throat. But I don't always think it fits or is appropriate for the endocrine gland or the health issues that may show up. Okay. That makes sense. Do you have any like lazy girl food hacks? Because there's so much prep involved in eating the right way. First, isn't it? <laughs> to get Uber Eats. So what are your like lazy girl food hacks? So I am a lazy girl eater, I will say. Uh, so I have learned to do two things. One is to pay someone to prep my food. And I know that sounds like a huge extravagant, but it's where I have prioritized my money. And so I prioritize my money for food and nutrition right now. And that's at the top of my list. Yes. Right. So I will do a lot of other things and deal with a lot of other things that aren't ideal. So in order to have that, and then I keep um, a deep freeze so that I have a lot of things frozen for quick pop outs mm -hmm. of things that I just need to defrost. So one is to keep prepared stuff in the freezer. And the second hack is to cook and prep in bulk. So, you know, sometimes you might have a day when you're like, oh, I really feel like making a pot of soup and 10 things. And then you just cook it in bulk and you, but you need to have the freezer space, right. To be able to do that. And then the other hack is to have your fridge stocked with healthy options that you can throw together really quickly and not keep junk foods around the house. I've learned that almonds are my best friend. You know, we don't all digest almonds well, but almonds, you know, for a quick fat and then to pair that with another, um, you know, food, health food. Right. So it's like, you don't, I don't just do like just a carb or just a, it's paired. So I want a fat and a, and a carb or a protein and a fat, you know, putting things together tends to hold our appetites more. And, it, and when we eat like that, it tends to be a little more balancing for our body. Yeah. And more satiating too. Like if you're just eating a handful of almonds, you're like, well, it's kind of boring, but throw some berries in there and it's a lot better. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yep. And I like to make it like a ritual, like rather than just like grabbing a handful of something and just like eating it on the way back to my desk, I'll put it on a cute plate. I'll sprinkle some cinnamon on it. Like, <gasps> yes. And do you know why you do that? Because you're the visualizer. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly why if yeah. I grab a quick snack I care less what it looks like if it looks pretty if not I'm like if I'm if it's not like a whole situation then it's like I'm almost like eating it subconsciously and like not really like present in the moment with it which is interesting right yep and that that is supportive of your type absolutely love that okay so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, 
It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Um, So other tip for like weight management or bringing ourselves back to our most aligned body with ritual. So we've got like the food, what are some different, um, I know you talked about like walking meditations and um, things like that. What are some kind of like mental things we can do to keep ourselves aligned with our most aligned, like like, I want to say weight management, but I think it's harmonious weight, right? Like that's the title too we use. And that's how we talk about it in the book is the harmonious weight, because we don't believe in a one size fits all weight thing. Yeah. And so, you know, someone may be a little on the bigger side or a little on the smaller side, but that may be ideal for their purpose or for what they need to accomplish in life. Yeah. Like we always know, like when we feel it's like, okay, when I'm like eating in a way that feels most aligned, when I'm the happiest, this is the weight that I am. And I guess if the weight changes, whether it's losing or gaining, then it is an indicator that something is off. So yeah, exactly. Oniest weight is what we're looking for. So yeah. And that, you know, we do talk about that a lot in the book for each type, but it's really when we when we identify that chakra that is our strongest and our main, then what happens is we eat for that endocrine gland, our body can start to naturally heal itself mm-hmm. and can start to naturally find that weight that's appropriate. I had a client last week, I told him, I'm like, you've got to write a testimonial, please. But he read the book and decided and figured out he was a 10th chakra naturalist. And so because he figured that out, he went by the book's advice and switched to like a paleo keto diet. In three weeks, he lost 26 pounds and has more energy than he's had in years. Wow, that's amazing. And it's, I, I feel like that's kind of the problem that we've been seeing is like, there's these kind of like, I don't know, like fads that don't work for everyone. Whereas if someone yes. else is on the paleo diet, it wouldn't work for them. Or if yeah. someone is like fully vegan, that wouldn't work for them. So hundred oh, percent. When yeah. we were writing the book, I had one of my friends, actually he and I used to be engaged. So that's kind of fun, but he was over and he was talking about, he had all this shame because he felt like he needed to do keto and he didn't want to do keto and he just wasn't successful at it. And I said, well, take this quiz. You know, the book wasn't out yet, but I had it on my computer. And so he took the quiz and he was a thinker. He was a third chakra thinker. 
And I said, I want you to read this chapter. It's in rough copy, but read it. And, and then tell me how you feel. And he was like, oh my God, I feel so relieved. I need carbs. The third chakra thinker needs carbs, but needs to balance those with fat and protein. So every time he would try to give up carbs, he felt terrible. Mm. And I, that's why. Chakra thinker. <laughs> What'd you say? I was one of those third chakra people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fascinating. You know, I score high on third chakra, but again, I'm eighth chakra mystic, which means I need to choose my type. And I, I just haven't known where to choose. I'm right. so second chakra, but I get overwhelmed with that food plan because I just have to think about my feelings and I don't want to. And so I started working with a functional nutritionist in the past few weeks. And she said, I need you to eat for your blood sugar. And I was like, okay. And she's like, so, and I didn't know how to do that. Right. She's like, you need to balance your fats, carbs, and proteins. Every meal you have, you can't skip meals. Cause I'm a bad about skipping meals person. Mm -hmm. And she said, you can't skip meals. You have to eat at least three times a day and you have to balance. I actually feel so much better and enjoy it. And I'm like, wow, I have, cause right now the part of my body that most needs work are those third chakra organs, right? All the digestive organs. And so then, and I can go, okay, then I'm on the thinker plan. And then everything makes a lot more sense. Oh, and it'll probably, so if you're, if you're the one that can like choose the mystic, right? Right. And yep. Kind of just go with, you know, where you're at at the time and it may change back. Exactly. And when we have more than one high scoring thing, like a mystic, we can shift depending on what we need in that moment. You know, if I'm like, oh, I really need to be productive and get something done, then I'm going to read the manifesto chapter and get little tips for that. And so anytime we feel like there's a chakra that needs work, we can bring in supportive um, tips from the other types. Okay. I love that. I'm, and then I'm going to find every excuse to eat as many carbs as possible. <laughs> Look at the thinker plan. Like it's, it's, it's my favorite for a carb lover. I think the heart chakra one, when, when we were writing the book, I was like, oh, I want to choose the heart chakra. Like that's how I want to eat. It just seems like the easiest to me. Yeah. That, that was the one of mine too. So what was yeah. that? But right now I'm like, well, I need to heal my gut. So then I need to eat like a thinker. Right, 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 right. <laughs> So what does the heart chakra person eat? Is it just more like a balance? It's more of a Mediterranean diet. So it's like whole grains, fish and poultry, fruits and vegetables, um, more light stuff like that. But I love the fact that it's like grain and dairy permissible. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so the next important thing after food would be sleep. So what are some like top sleeping tips? The one is to make sure there's a nighttime ritual. I think that helps a lot of people, um, you know, and stay away from electronics at night because that interferes with the hormones and our, and our sort of balance, our bio balance. So top sleeping tips is just a, make sure you're getting enough and, and b really allowing yourself to be in a dark environment. We undervalue in today's full of electronic kind of age, we undervalue the, the healing properties of darkness. Mm -hmm. And we could say that in the spiritual world as well, right? We get so much healing by our body being in darkness. Mm -hmm. And so the more we can do that, I think that's actually helpful for all the chakra types, specifically the, the sixth chakra type visualizer and the seventh chakra pituitary type, right? Spiritualist. 
I think that's really helpful, but also, you know, a lot of us have phones beside our bed or electronics in our rooms and not having, you know, downsizing the amount of electronics we have and limiting that can really help our sleep as well for all types. Mm, That makes sense. And I, as a visualizer as well, I have to wear a mask when I sleep. Like I cannot, I always like joke. I'm like, I must have really thin eyelids because like the slightest amount of light. I'm like, no, I can't sleep. That's because you're dialed into your pituitary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even with my dog, when it's like, when he's being like wild at night, we just turn the light off and he just immediately starts to wind down and relax and like he's yeah it's like we're sensitive to it you know as people it's interesting though because I have a sister and she her mediumship gifts opened she doesn't practice she doesn't want to but since that happened she cannot sleep without the tv being on Oh yeah. My sister's the same way actually. And I'm like, how the heck do you do that? It's that fifth chakra communicator who's actually soothed by external noise. Yeah. Yep. And the fifth chakra is where a lot of the mediumship gifts can sit, I think too. Yes. Okay. So interesting. Okay. So anything else that you want to share before we move on to the next segment, anything else on your heart? Um, No, I think that feels pretty complete actually. Thanks for asking. Amazing. So we are going to move on to Manic Moments and Manifesting, where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested from it. So mine is kind of like an embarrassing story and a bit of a meltdown. So I'm a bit of a road rager, but I've learned to like curb that a little bit. And (laughs) whenever, okay, so I was like driving and I, it was like, there was traffic. So um, I I went through a light and then I was kind of like in the crosswalk, (laughs) like, you know, when you're like in the crosswalk and people have to like walk around your car and they're not happy about it. Right. Um, So there was this guy just like, giving me the death stare and like saying something like I don't know what he was saying because my window was down or my windows were up so I like rolled it down and my favorite thing to say to people when they're like raging like that and it's not it's like from a little like ego place I'm like you're fine you're okay you're gonna be okay (laughs) and so I'm saying this to him and like smiling and waving I'm like you're okay don't worry you're okay and then and then I look behind him and it's a girl there was a girl that I know smiling and waving at me thinking that I was smiling and waving at her oh my gosh so awkward and I'm like I'm like did she see what happened did she see that that guy was yelling at me and I was like oh my god this is so awkward that's so funny so I texted her and like told her what happened and we like laughed out loud and then the manifestation was that because like I hadn't seen her in like years probably like a year probably well no because of COVID probably two years and so I ended up texting her and telling her what happened and we were just laughing about it and then we like caught up and we like went for a long walk together and so I guess the lesson was (laughs) even when you have road rage just smile and wave because you never know who's watching my gosh that's so funny super embarrassing what is your last meltdown my last meltdown was you know I'm it's like Wednesday it was yesterday (laughs) no it was Tuesday sorry and I don't have meltdowns very often anymore occasionally I do I had a huge meltdown several months ago but this one was I had I had traveled and I had scheduled my travel plans around a specific lab appointment for blood draw Mm -hmm. and 
So it was like, it's 30 minutes away. It's a pain to get to my neighbor's doing construction. So there's mud everywhere. So I have to tromp through that every day. And um, so we get, I get to the, the place and I have a really tight schedule and a busy week. And so we get to the place and I go in and she's like, you're on the schedule for tomorrow. And I was like, nope, I'm on the schedule for today. And she's like, we don't have you down. I can't get to you for an hour. And it was like 17 vials of blood they needed. So it wasn't quick. Yeah. And I just was like, are you kidding me? I felt so irritated and angry. And so to cope with that, I just, I was like, I'll just come back tomorrow, you know, cause I had the time, even though I didn't want to. And I walked the dog and she did her business and we get in the car and I come home and I'm just still frustrated. And then when I went back yesterday, they were so, they're so lovely in this lab. They were so nice and they were so apologetic. And the woman said, you know, I'm so sorry. She said, we had a day like we never have. We were so busy all day. I didn't leave until six and I only left because my boss made me leave. Like I didn't even finish. Mm -hmm. And and I, and they were so kind. And she, and she said to me when she was drawing that blood, she said, I felt so bad yesterday that she's like, we don't usually those things, kind of things don't happen. And I just felt so bad for you. And I'm so sorry. And I felt bad about it all day. And I thought, you know, I was frustrated, but it, like I could come back. It wasn't a huge deal. Yeah. And I left her holding a lot of that response. No, they were responsible, but I left her holding the emotional responsibility and that just took a toll that I didn't need to. And so for me, it was like, okay, where can I look at? And today I've been doing it all day. Like, what am I feeling is a big deal? That's really not a big deal. Yes. You know, what am I reacting to? That's like, okay, it's fine. Like it's another day or it's another time or, and I think that that that's a really big sort of reminder. Mm-hmm. Totally. And even being putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, sometimes being like, okay, this is a situation for them just as much as it is for me. Right. Um, so yeah, I love that. So many lessons. Well, thank you so much. Yes. This has been so fabulous. Can you tell everyone where we can find you? Yes. Um, my website is danachildsintuitive.com. Um, and I do have like, if if someone signs up for my newsletter, they get a free year long course Ooh. of intuitive development. And I actually go through the chakras. So it's chakra based. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. And it's totally free when someone signs up on the website. Uh, and I have Instagram. My Instagram is Dana Child's Intuitive. Um, I'm also on Facebook, not probably as regularly. I don't, it's just, I like Instagram better these days. Yeah. Um, but it's the same too. It's Dana Child's Intuitive if someone's more Facebook inclined. Amazing. And those are the places. Yay. And where can we buy the book? The book can be bought at anywhere that sells books. Amazing. So <laughs> local bookstores, or if you, you know, if you're a person who does like Amazon, you could do Amazon, whatever is easiest, there it will be. Amazing. And we will link you guys in the show notes as well. So Dana, thank you so, so much. This was really magical. And thank you so much, everyone for listening. Make sure to grab the book, check out Dana and all the fabulous things that she's doing. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.